0: It's Rockin' Vino on KSRO, brought to you by American Ag Credit, money for agriculture.
1: Welcome to Rock and Vino. I am Michelle, and Coco is my co-host. Hey, Coco. What's up? We are pretty excited because we have San Francisco-based band The Happies with us on the line.
2: Hi, guys! Thanks so much for talking with us.
3: What up? It's a big party. Are are we actually in the bus right now? Yeah, Yeah, we are. (laughs) And so you guys are on tour right now. Where are you? Where are you right now?
0: Well, we're in, like, I think Salinas area, it looks like. But uh, we just came from Bakersfield, our first show there. It was, like, good reception. And uh, before that, where were we? Uh, Fresno. Fresno. Or Reedley or something, right? It was just whatever. So tonight, we're heading over to San Jose. We're playing at the
3: Ritz. Oh. Yeah, San
0: Jose. It's going to be sick.
3: That sounds fun.
4: Yeah. Do you guys ever, like, accidentally. is Is it? <laughs> From what I know of it,
3: do you guys uh, ever accidentally hop on stage stuff. and like address the wrong crowd? Like, what's <laughs> up, San Jose? When you're like in San Francisco, I've done that. It sucks. It I totally sucks. think
0: I've done it at least once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I started to be like mindful of it because I'm like, that would be really annoying if I was at a show. And I mean, whatever, you know, but yeah, all, the, I, all
1: those I just people who bring yeah, all the people who bring tomatoes might throw them at you at that point, right? <laughs> Make some pasta sauce, you're fine. There, I can't <laughs> believe that was a thing. I know, I can't believe it's a ridiculous thing. Who who brings rotting vegetables to a show that's ridiculous? <laughs> all well, right. People,
0: I'm ready for it. People <laughs> in the 1700s probably like with a basket of fruit right. on some like wow. instead of, you know what I mean? I think
1: Bonville or where is that from? Yep, yep, it's, seems like it. Weird ass tradition. It is quite strange. All right, well, we're talking with The Happies, San Francisco band. Uh, Nick is the founder of the band. Nick, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your musical backgrounds and what led you to uh, form The Happies?
0: Yeah, uh, basically, I just did, uh, like, I always sang songs except from a young age and tried to, like, compose a couple things together in my head. And um, really young, you know, like, me, uh, there There's this, dude who was in the band really early on uh uh when i was like 21 but basically when we were like seven we would going to the street out to try to write songs and stuff and rip off like whatever it was system of a downer A two or whatever the things were and then from there on like i learned like guitar and stuff like that at um like 14 or something uh, i was trying to play but i didn't really have like the discipline and stuff and then uh I feel like everyone in this band though is like musically started earlier instrumentally for sure, probably. Mm-hmm. At least like a few years. But I did always like writing songs. But anyways, yeah, I started it when I was like uh twenty, twenty one years old. The happies itself, so um uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh
3: and Nick did you I grow up <laughs> Sorry, did you grow Nick, did you grow up in uh in Nevada,
0: Yeah, yeah. Novato and Petaluma.
3: Okay. So nice. So you guys like you're all kind of like Sonoma County, like Napa based.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I did bounce, I was bounced around a little bit, to my family's in San Francisco a little bit. Uh but other than that, yeah, like primarily Novato, Petaluma, Napa. I'm pretty sure that's the main component of like where everyone's from. Right? Uh and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry.
4: Sorry.
1: And what were your musical influences uh, similar, all all the band members?
4: I think everyone's got, like, their own thing
0: in the band. We all have music that we listen to. We also have, all have music and artists that we, like, can all get around. I think, like, the main ones that we all kind of vibe with together, like Sublime, Nirvana... Um, All that sort of like 90s style music I think was a big influence for everybody So that's that's what we all gather gather around Mm
3: -hmm. And you guys have Uh, toured with Sublime with Rome. How has that been?
0: Yeah That was really cool. Yeah, it was crazy. I think more just that it happened Like and then and then what's kind of happened since then. So on Monday, we've got some pretty big news Today we're announcing that uh, we're going to be doing the official Sublime with Rome, Slightly Stupid, and Atmosphere After Party for their entire summer tour.
2: Damn. With
0: our friends Spray Allen, who are uh, Eric Wilson, who's the basis of Sublime with Rome, and the original Sublime, it's his side project band. So we're going to be going to all the venues
4: and um, playing the after party shows. Which is going to be a real blast with Eric's uh, side project band, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be
0: all summer. It's going to be July fifth to August twenty sixth. Um,
4: be all over the U.S. So we're really excited about that.
3: Congratulations, um, that's amazing.
4: Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you.
3: And also, like another congratulations because I um, I saw that you guys won the twenty twenty three Bay Area Best Punk Rock Band by the Bohemian and Pacific Sun. Oh. Like, that's oh legit. Oh, God, thank
4: you. Yeah, that was
0: sick. That was really cool to come back for, to, uh, from tour from. We were all, like, in, like, a lull from tour and, like, wishing we were back on the road. And then we got that award, which was, uh, which was pretty exciting.
3: Yeah, congrats, guys. Well-deserved. I would say very well-deserved.
1: <laughs> so what thank is it you. like to be able to play with a band that, that you've, you know, grown up with and, and really, you know, their music is foundational for you? That's amazing that you're able to play with Sublime. It feels kind
0: of validating. Like, I feel like, uh, like me and Brett for the last, God, like, uh, six or something years or more have been like working pretty hard and, uh, just like it feels validating that all that work we put in kind of got somewhere and, uh, it constantly inspires us because obviously as somebody that we grew up to and stuff, it makes you feel like you're doing something right a little bit. So shout out to, uh,
4: Eric Wilson
0: and, Mad Caddies, all them,
4: right? Here. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been super crazy hanging out with Eric and that crew. Uh
0: Just yeah, one of those things where you know that's like when you when we started all playing music, I was like, you know, we all like love Sublime and the fact that we get to hang out with him and that he actually likes our music and is like supportive of us. That just feels like
4: very cool, and we're blessed for that.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. And also I noticed that a lot of your lyrics, Nick, tend to deal, or at least some of them do, um, with the struggle with um, addiction and uh, with drugs. And obviously we lost, you know, it's it's tough. Bradley from Sublime. It's tough to sort of deal with that. Is that another way that you connect with your music?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, like, uh, I've always been a pretty emotional person and stuff. And, and I've had like mental health, uh, challenges my, pretty much my entire life. And, um, dual diagnosis is just kind of like a correlation of that because it's, it's dual diagnosis is just self-medicating. So, um, I've been off drugs for a long time, about 10 years or 11 years. I, I call it just being transparent. Like I'm California sober. And, uh, meaning I, I smoke urban stuff, but I was a huge, uh, hillhead when I was younger. And, um, I had a lot of friends who passed away from that. And I, um, so it just, it always like is a topic that's prevalent. I hate to say it, but it, um, comes up a lot and I don't know. I try to like whatever, whatever big things are going on in my life. Like if somebody passed or, uh, you know, like mental health was a struggle I try to think of the most important key points to focus on so that the music isn't just like some filler stuff about like everyday stuff going on. I wanted to like out have a walkway message for people who need the walkway message more than you know just standard people doing all right, I guess uh even though like everybody has struggles, obviously, but um.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, so important. That I, I, I definitely hear that in the lyrics and I think it is important. Like people need to hear that. and, you know, have exposure to that, that it's okay. It might be the one thing that starts a conversation or makes them think, wow, I really do need help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, like, um, I don't know in specific, like I saw a lot of friends, uh, from opiates just ruin their lives and, and with the fentanyl crisis, it's just like every, every month or so, another one of my friends is dying and I'm sure Mm. it's like, that's like a worldwide thing. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty hard. What's going on with the like fentanyl crisis and people putting that in like every drug and people like not expecting to be taking something and then they take it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of Mm -hmm. a blowout. So, um, I just think uh it's important. it's kind of misconstrued sometimes I think some every once in a while, like people get the wrong idea, like we're trying to glamorizing it, glamorize drugs, but to be honest, it's this thing where we're not trying to stray away from like talking about stuff that mm-hmm. is like real life stuff, which is a different there's a huge difference between that and like being like, Go take drugs like a <laughs> trama- like so I don't know i just I think once in a while people misconstrue that. it's more of like a just kind of speaking on what's going on in the world type thing and touch on it.
3: Yeah. I mean, you got to, to you're using music to like speak to, you know, what it is that you're dealing with. So, and sometimes those things aren't pretty things to talk about, but that helps people deal with it and connect.
1: Yeah. 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 Very much so.
3: You are listening to Rock and Vino here on
1: KSRO, brought to you by American Ag Credit. I'm Michelle, my host is Coco, and we're talking with the happies. We'll be right back.
0: It's Rock and Vino on KSRO, brought to you by American Ag Credit, money for agriculture.
1: We're talking with the Happies, San Francisco-based band. Their uh, upcoming show at the Jam Sellers in Napa is coming up on May 13th. Uh, you've played yeah. there before. That's a fun place. Uh, so, yeah. so uh, how do you scale your shows? Because you play in like really large venues. The uh, Jam Sellers in Napa is a smaller venue. How do you adjust your sound?
4: Uh, we don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro.
1: Uh, no, we we always try to bring like. We always just have to be conscious of
4: the space that we're in. And so if that, if that means, you know, playing the drums to like a certain level of the room and then we'll base the rest of the instruments around that is usually how it goes because drums can be the loudest. I feel like that's the main
0: uh, the main thing that we play to is like whatever the drum volume is, then we adjust the rest of the sounds to that. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll do break that broken down acoustic sets too. We love to do those. Just really whatever the room calls for.
3: And then you yeah. guys also have the the Buck Lucky Festival coming up on Saturday, June third, in just about a month at the Block in yeah. Petaluma. So what's that all about?
0: Um, basically just um, every once in a while I want to try to. I would always book a few shows together, and the old school thing um, back in the day to make something lit was you just throw like six bands on those a hundred person room, and you're like this is about to get out of hand, but it's gonna be <laughs> hell of fun people aren't going to make a lot of money, but it's going to be hella fun. And it just has been a while since that happened. And then I talked to Lena, uh, at the donkey or sorry, up next to the Roaring donkey. And, uh, I wanted to kind of, you know, like, pit, like both of us piggyback each other. I was like, that'd be cool to have like a clay pool on a, um, promotional thing. And she, you know, could use some bands on the thing and her clothing, um, for pop-ups. That's always a great asset. And, uh, she knows a lot more about the world of um, what is that stuff called uh, with like clothing pop-ups and uh, like fashion
1: and things like that and yeah. I mean yeah, fashion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Guy. She knows more about like uh, clothing, uh, st- like stations or whatever, like where you set up little clothes things like vendors, at- vendors. vendors. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know it. Okay. Much about that. Um, and so I kind of want to learn more about that. It's gonna be sick. I try to make it free, so people could come in and it's kind of a thing to um Bray Allen because they uh Eric Eric Wilson let us stay at his house like many times and I've always been really hospitable and I was like I should get him on a Kraken Bay Area show and just so I'm just trying to um do my part and uh have something really cool for them you know
3: that's awesome so that's so that's happening on Saturday, June 3rd at the Block and Pedal and that's free. It's a free show.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's like some great bands, uh, great like local bands that are. It's You got Modern Monsters, uh, Soul Shake, uh, One Arm Joey, The Hobbies, Bray Allen. It's going to be about the culture. Like the. So Petty's been working on the show for a while, actually. He's. He just wanted to do this one as a passion project, and we're all on board for that. But it's really about getting that the Bay Area culture and just like some cool bands, good vibes, like some, some uh, cool clothing pop up with
4: more. You know, plugging all the local community and just really giving back. Like that's what this shows about.
1: That's so cool. I just uh, actually went uh, this weekend to the Fresh Festival, which is a fresh beer festival that was uh, put on by Hen House, it and it had three back. local we gotta- bands. <laughs> Oh, man, it was so much fun. It was great Mm -hmm. to see not only the local bands playing on the stage with really a a nice variety of music, but then they also had, like you said, they had a pop-up with some artists who were there uh, who did uh, label work for the cans. Of beer, Uh, They also had the SoCo market, so they had some vendors there selling jewelry and plants and uh, shirts and things. And so it was really great to see sort of this uh, community saying, you know, it's don't just support one of us, support all of us. Like there's there's so much talent here.
0: I love that. Yeah, no, I think it's just cool when people step up and try to have something fun in the Bay Area. Like when I grew up, there was this thing called like Sunset Festival which was at Stafford Lake in Nevada and it was this giant rave. And I'm like, I was like, this is dope. You know, like people were like just partying, dancing to house music and smoking joints and stuff. And there were sheriffs just like making sure nobody was doing anything really crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was like out in beautiful, like North Bay. So I just like the culture of people going on and trying to do something that's actually like really fun. And I really kind of, have a hard time with the people like the baby is boring and stuff it's like you're boring then because you're not like <laughs> contributing anything like i fi- i hate that when people are like this place sucks or something and they do nothing to like try to make it cool and it's like really like
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you're gonna complain and not do anything to help anyway. so i i don't
3: know i 100 like, agree I li- with like you <laughs> yeah so, with that being said, check out the Buck Lucky Fest. It's from 5 to 10 <laughs> at the block in Petaluma um, on Saturday, June 3rd.
1: And then, uh, Coco, you said that this is uh, organized by or uh,
3: partially by uh, Lena Claypool. Or So, Buck Lucky, uh, like the clothing store, is Lena Claypool. So, yeah, Les Claypool's daughter. Is oh, that right, wow. Nick?
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: How did you guys get connected?
0: Uh, she has a really cool second-hand shop over at um kentucky street is it brad like two stores to the left of um of the Royal donkey and there's just like there's cool art she gets really cool uh second like secondhand quotes Mm -hmm. um and just stuff like that definitely check it out and she's yeah she's extremely humble extremely nice person and um yeah i just wanted to kind of merge worlds and um uh, her family, you know, they have culture in the Bay Area. I like all the weird stuff they do with, like, yeah. as, even outside of music, like, the weird hot dog mobile. And, oh, my like, all God, that yeah. So <laughs> have just, you like, had
3: one of those hot dogs yet?
0: No, I will. <laughs> I've, I've been by there, but, yeah, I want to just merge culture of that weird stuff together and, and keep it in the family kind of of, like, the tradition of Bay Area. Music culture, you know,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I appreciate so you enough. you championing the weird because uh, both Coco and I are very big fans of weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the things that I noticed about your band, uh, and I'm, and I'm not sure whether this was guerrilla marketing or what you were doing, but I saw signs all over the place saying, you know, you know, the the Happies, and they were definitely yeah. handmade signs. They were so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know, a couple people go, those spray paint and signs, it's like, good look. try to spray paint that straight, and like, anyways, it's, and they're they're horrible looking, I'm just saying that they're, uh, <laughs> you can't like, have a perfectly straight line with spray paint unless you got a really nice thing.
4: More of the shock factor, right? Like yeah. That works.
3: It's definitely yeah. caught my attention, I mean, I remember I was driving up to a show in Sacramento, Probably at like Ace of Spades, might have been Aftershock. I'm not sure. And I like saw your sign. It was a huge sign that you guys did, like on the side of the freeway. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, who is this band? <laughs> it's I'm like, so weird. <laughs> I one day have to check them out. And I was very pleasantly surprised when I did. You guys are so red.
0: No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I started that one day. Uh, this is Nick. I started that on the, what is it called? I saw like a garage sale sign or something. And I was like, dude like that would be hella sick for a band you know what I mean just like <laughs> like the happy Spotify it was gonna do more like Spotify lane like uh just like hella dumb you know what I mean and uh but I don't know it works it works hella good and then like the more I did it uh I started seeing that the barrier was supportive of like that indie approach of like you know what I mean and then mm-hmm. part of it I think uh Santa touched on a good point like For one, those are, like, recycled signs, right? So I wait for, like, events to be done or after storms I'll kind of know the main spot where there's hella signs up and there's, like, 13 down or whatever. So I try to use, like, old stuff and not contribute more trash into (laughs) the world and just leave them there, right? So I try to at least use old ones, but the other part of it that um, I think is really important is, like, I like how people are expecting, like, something really bad. You know what I mean? I think that's like... <laughs> and then they're like, oh, they're like kind of good, actually, or whatever. So that part of it I think is like hella fun to me. And I think that we've, across the U.S., got the element of surprise approach pretty good with that.
1: Absolutely. So you do anyway, that in other be... other areas as well?
0: Yeah, I've put up like probably like 3,000 signs across the United States. Like, you know, oh, yeah.
1: It's, it's crazy It's <laughs> <I, because>, like... <laughs>
0: we go on tour, and there's, like, you know, like, the van's a small, compact area, right? So there's the four of us. We each have a bunk, which Brett graciously has gifted us. It's way better than before. A little seating area in the middle. And then in the back,
4: strapped with like, three bungee cords, is like a hundred plus signs <laughs> that are just, like, yeah, in I- the van in addition to us. Like, and they go up
0: all around the country. And you'd be surprised, like, it's garnered us, like, a free banner, someone was just like, dude, we'll make you a banner, like this time <laughs> printing company, and they, like, shipped it to us. It's, it's really cool, like, the effect that it's had. It's, yeah. uh, it's definitely been fruitful.
1: That's amazing. I That's love that. It's so fun. It definitely is a conversation starter, and it's a very unique way totally. to pr- promote the band, especially because it can be so hard as an indie band to get your name out there.
0: Yeah, you have to think of something, whether you're, like uh, like, back in the day, the Pixies would at their shows have like a picture of the weed singer like dead and then be like come out to the Pixies show or like you, you have to think of like crazy stuff like that's the kind of 90s thing or <laughs> something like that where you'd be like Xerox like um, you know my ex-girlfriend is a jerk and put on every car it's like a really old <laughs> school technique or whatever you get what <laughs> I mean and it's like you have to think of something like that or like trying to think like yeah I, I don't know
1: yeah um, that's great yeah, it's very unique, and uh, and it's been working for you, so that's great. Keep it up.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it eats up it eats up a little bit of time. Like, I want to get a thing where we do, like, a paint day or something like that with the yeah. whole band or something. Because like, I just, like, like do, painting that crap all day, waiting for it to dry. <laughs> it's an ordeal, you know, with, like, 50 signs.
1: That's fun. That's very, very fun. We are talking with the Happy. They are San Francisco-based band with roots here in uh, Wine Country. And uh, oh, tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about your experience growing up in Wine Country. Were you exposed to it? Did you drink wine much?
0: I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pass it to EY because EY uh, grew up mostly uh, or a, a big majority in Napa.
1: Yeah. What's up? <laughs> hey, Eli. Hey. So tell us a little bit about uh, growing up in Napa and your exposure to wine.
4: Oh my gosh. Well, first off, it's just everywhere. The fact that anybody else has a job outside of wine in wine country kind of just amazing. It's <laughs> a little bit astounding how much variety is there. You know, it's not just as simple as red, white, red wine or white wine. It's really just, oh, you could dissect it for years.
3: What's your favorite wine to drink, Eli? Oh my gosh. I don't know <laughs>
4: if I have a favorite one, but Zinfandel just has a fun like ring to it. Yeah. I don't know why I just like saying Zinfandel it sounds like a, it sounds like a fun wine to drink
3: like I'll take a Zinfandel like a you know
4: that, that's a specialty of the wine country
0: my favorite's Cab Sauce which also specialty of the wine country in in that area I kind of like Pinot I'm, I'm a fan of like Pinot I like UP40 uh, I red know. red wine yeah yeah right on <laughs> that's
4: a classic <laughs> very fun we're not the biggest wine drinkers but uh, i'll drink red wine every once in a while i don't really drink in general but yeah um
0: like when we go to jam cellar i'll i'll have a glass of some fancy something <laughs> yeah when you're there you're there
4: you know? Absolutely.
0: i went to sonoma state and similarly to eli uh it was like a thing where like everyone had the summer job at the wineries mm-hmm. and then you develop this like really sophisticated palate because all you're drinking is like the really good stuff yeah. So then, like, when you go and drink, like, you can't just have, like, table wine, like, outside of the region. Like, it's garbage. You know
2: what I mean? <laughs> yes. But
0: the two-buck truck or, like, whatever, you know,
4: it's, like, really poor. So I've got, like, this, like, really bratty taste with my wine. And uh, that's all thanks to Dry Creek Valley and Napa Valley and, and that whole region, uh, So thanks for getting us, like, not able to drink or enjoy wine anywhere else, Napa.
1: I know. I know (laughs) it spoils you for sure. I went to Arizona once, and they tried to tell me that the wine I was drinking was from Napa, and it was clearly Sonoma County. I'm like, that is not Napa. Okay. I tell the
2: difference.
1: But, uh, yeah, we have been ruined by having exposure to such, such good wine.
3: So for people that want to, like, find you guys, listen to you guys, track your journey, uh, where can they find you? What's your website?
0: TheHappiesOfficial.com
3: You are listening to
1: Rock and Vino and our guests are the Happies from San Francisco. Uh, If you're enjoying this show and you want to hear more from the Happies, you're going to head to our website, RockandVino.com where you can listen to more as we chat uh, with the guys in the band. This is Rock and Vino.
0: It's Rock and Vino. All right.
1: rock and vino this portion for our podcast and patreon followers and we are talking with the happies out of san francisco nick alex brett and elijah eli uh talking with us there uh got a show at jam sellers which you can check out on may 13th in napa and uh, also with buck lucky at the block in petaluma on june 3rd and that is a free show with uh, quite a few bands should be very very fun uh so we were talking a little bit about wine and influences and that sort of thing. I want to talk a little bit about um, how your songwriting process goes. What kinds of things do you uh, do? Where Where do you have to be? Is that uh, Do you have like just the right pen? Uh, are you writing uh, on the go? Like, tell us a little bit about your songwriting process. So
0: I'm going to pass the buck here to, to Nick, who really uh, brings the skeletons of the songs to the band, and then uh, and then we we kind of take the more musical aspect on it. But Nick's the main. You know, songwriter, and, and it's the lyrics. So I'll pass the buck to him. Um. Yeah, no, I I primarily write the songs, and then the band makes them sound better. You know what I mean? Like puts more, uh, like thought into like, um, tones and whatever. Maybe a couple gaps and breaks or something like that. But I primarily, um, I write the songs, and the way I've done it for a long time is basically just you know, you start noodling with the guitar in your room and then they do it. Uh, we used to call it, my friend, and I used to call it vowel movements where you like, are like, like, or whatever you like, hum a melody or whatever. Um, and then later I try to go somewhere quiet and write the lyrics. Um, sometimes like, but this constantly changes. And sometimes like I'll have the lyric idea first. And a lot of times, like a lot of the songs come up, right when i'm trying to go to sleep like a weird a weird pattern or something like and i'm like have to like get a thousand pound weight and like get out of bed and like get my phone and like try to track it but um yeah like uh so that's kind of that's like the kind of boring story about how in a nutshell how i write them and but i'm trying to do more like Subject matter and stuff. I grew up to Nirvana and stuff like that and Sublime. And Sublime would do a lot of covers. Um, so they didn't actually write a lot of... I mean, they wrote a lot of this stuff, but you get what I'm saying. You know, like, they would do little remixes and kind of, like, hip-hopify, regify mm-hmm. like, the um, songs that were um, made, which I think is hella sick.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: absolutely fantastic. But Nirvana, sometimes it was more the vibe of the song. Rather than, like, what's the message? It's like, how cool can you make the sound? So, yeah, 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 I don't know. Um, I don't know if I kind of rambled, but, No,
1: no, that's great. Uh, it, I mean, it is a sort of a... It, it's hard it's like describing a cloud like it's, it's hard to to pin down it's hard to really quantify exactly what you're doing because it is a creative process but there are things that you know inspire you That get you going it's it's great that you know you have those moments where you're like oh no I have to write this down otherwise I'm gonna lose it <laughs> that sort of
0: thing yeah for sure no that definitely is a thing and you the one thing I'll say is sometimes you don't know when like a good song is gonna come and I don't think you can like set your clock and be like oh, like, today I'm going to write a hell of a good song. Like, sometimes good songs come in 10 seconds, and after, like, 20 years of playing, and then you kind of learn a specific pattern or something that might be really cool, but um, you never really know when a good song is going to, like, come up. I don't know. And then then the other side of that is, like, you know, Nick generates these song ideas, and then it's, like, he'll roll them out to the band in his time and and, in the way that he thinks works best you know as he develops them type thing like as they get made enough to share them with the band and they get shared with the band sometimes he's got backlogs of songs that he's had for years mm-hmm. that just suddenly come back up in his head and then we work on those but yeah that's the one when that happens it is it Random is fun pops up that i forgot about or just like a really hot chorus or really hot like verse we like then the process with how it kind of goes with the band is he'll bring it to rehearsal and we'll kind of just just like yeah
4: it's around jamming,
0: um, jamming the song a couple times, like people start figuring out parts. And then usually, you know, Brett, who
4: doubles as
0: our band engineer
4: yeah, and engineer
0: for hire. I mean, amazing. you know, he works at a fantastic studio. Um, you know, it's really cool to demo ideas with him in the band because he can just record us. You know, if, if we get, you know, say five or six songs ready, he's like, all right, let's just go demo these so we can have an idea of what we want to work on. And
4: that's definitely a leg up where a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Uh, it, it really helps us develop the songs as a band and then we'll come up,
0: you know, us three, we'll come up with like more of the instrumentation and in some of the arrangements and then,
4: you know, go back and forth to develop it.
3: Um, how long ago did uh, did you write the song Cut the Rope? Oh,
0: okay. That's the funny sort of a down <laughs> right. Actually, there's about three songs or so in the Happy's catalog that I didn't write. That was like a close friend of mine. And uh, b- basically like long story short, a lot of bands function as like, they're either like, we're all gonna write this together or it's like, it just doesn't work like that. Like people start fighting. They're like, <laughs> I want the percentage on that. And like e- like serious problems start happening. And it took me like four, or no, 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 it took me like, God, it took me like five years or something like that to realize that like the Happies just like doesn't function good like that. And it's like, um, you know, I do believe that later on it'll get better, but as far as like room for improvision, but just seriously, some bands don't function good like that. Like all the bands I grew up to, like, yeah, County, like County Crows, Nirvana Sublime, Uh, A few others, Green Day They have a primary person The reason why is because somebody needs to kind of be like Soberly looking over And being like, is everything going the way it's supposed to And shit Or everybody is a little bit of that mind So um, just sometimes that Is something that is interesting about a band That a lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. Um, You asked me something and I got sidetracked No,
1: no, no, I totally understand Band dynamics are important But yeah, but
0: my friend Kyle wrote "Cut the Rope." He he wrote the majority of it. and I wrote the lyrics for the verses. Basically, I had this friend come up and he was playing really like
4: "Cut the Rope, Cut the Rope, Cut the Rope, Cut the Rope,"
0: and then he would like go to the E-G-G. Um, I give credit where credit due. Where that that song, like he did write a lot of it, and then I made it about like a girl thing, just because that was what was interesting to me at the time, like about a breakup or about. And then my friend said to him, it kind of meant like my friend at the time was struggling and doing like crazy stuff, like experimenting with really bad drugs and stuff like that. So he was like, use it as a thing that I really like to get away from um, really bad people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that song to me uh, was pretty dope. And uh, anyways, I kind of rambled on. But yeah, that uh, my friend Kyle
4: wrote a lot was, of that. Uh, Kyle was like the original basis. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
4: Like, like you know,
0: a long time ago, though. Yeah, but yeah. Years ago. Even no, yeah,
4: like
0: ten. Yeah, 10 actually, years, you're 10, right. 10, yeah, 10, yeah. 10 years, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing with Petty. This is Brett. Dude, I've been
4: playing with Petty for like from 2015, and so that was one of the songs where you know him and Petty came up with songs, and then any of those songs, and whoever is, the guitarist is at the time, and the drummer and the bass player, we kind of come up with our own instrumentation on it. But uh, lyrically, yeah, got a shout out Kyle and the chord structure on that one for yeah. sure.
3: Yeah, and that song was kind of uh, well, I guess, I guess, like unintentionally not sampled, but kind of very similar to the Blink One Eighty Two song "Edging" when they came out with their uh, new song with Tom yeah. DeLonge. So, did anything come of that? Like, was there? Uh, I know that like you tagged Blink One Eighty Two like, bro, you guys are like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. I mean, dude. To be honest, we come we're from a similar cloth of Blink 182, where we have a we have a um, had a manager for a lot of years. who is his name is Rick Bondi, and he pretty much like helped book Blink 182 to the top um, during Dude Ranch and Enema of the State. So we really liked them, but people were coming out to us just being like, "Dude, Blink 182 took your song," and then. um You know, so I listen, I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) And I think, like, that can happen with happenstance, but it was big enough that we felt like we needed to, like, uh, publicly just, like, poke fun at it and stuff, at least. But we love Link 182 I would absolutely, that's, like, huge ambition would be to link up with them. So um, no hate or anything, obviously, or anything like that. But it did sound like it, and I think, like, dude, who knows? Like, who actually knows, like... I don't know. Put up thousands or like hundreds of signs around LA. That's for sure. In San Diego. Like mm-hmm. hundreds. So, like, I'm not, I would not at all be surprised um, if they've like heard it and said they're subconscious. But there's a difference between me. Like, all right, as a songwriter, I really am not like, get the pitchfork and fucking, I'm oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. go grab those fuckers who like took our song. And like, I, I'm like, how much did they try to take it? Did they like, sit there at a table and be like yo let's take social distortion song like that matters to me you get what I mean there's like there's like levels to feeling but it was similar whether or not they did or not I don't
1: know yeah what do you think of the Ed Sheeran uh thing that's going on right now in New York with uh what is it Marvin Gaye's song oh yeah yeah they dropped it I guess Mm -hmm. they did yeah
0: cool um I I put it like this like you know like the blues, like, da-na-na-na. exactly.
1: How I was gonna songs? say, every blues singer yeah. is ripping off every other blues singer.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like pop songs have the similar, like, like, if you wind up a Backstreet Boys and instinct songs, those are hella similar, hella 80s rap beats. When I go, like, how many songs are like that? I think it's like they need to chill out a little bit, they need to kind of get to the bottom if they volitiously, like, sat there. Mm-hmm. It took this thing on purpose. That matters. Do you know what I mean? If it's on, like, total accident, maybe, like, you give them, what do they call that, but a split? Give them 5% if there's a similarity and it's so close. It's like, dude, I'm really sorry. Like, that's staggeringly close. But other than that, I think there's so much information and music out and only so many chords that
3: Mm -hmm. you have to
0: mind it a little bit.
3: Do you feel like as a songwriter, like, uh, if that were to go through and he were to, you know essentially been proven like yeah. oh yeah you you know you did intentionally do that do you feel like as a songwriter like that that would then like kind of like stifle your creativity or like put a put a damper on it
0: yeah I would definitely have to like get back into drugs a tiny bit more and uh, <laughs> no, um,
4: <laughs> it would yeah
0: it would a little bit for sure of course but like um I don't know like You know, when you're like a little kid and you're like, I'm the first person in the world to go like,
2: you know, whatever. Yeah. I like,
1: I
0: I try to remember that side of myself and I'm like, I'll try to think of something that's hella weird and like, I don't know. But yeah, Yeah. I guess I would try not to let it. That's That's good. That's a great question yeah
1: yeah I mean it is tough you know the the longer man is on the planet, the longer you have yeah. you know to to write these chords and as you said there's a limited number of them. we're going to keep rewriting yeah. the same songs it's gonna happen yeah
0: yeah it's not like I don't know so it, it yeah it's a fact so people just gotta I think like kind of change their mind a little bit with it, you know what I mean or like be a little bit more open.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. So, speaking of songs, what are and you guys have all these amazing upcoming shows coming up. What are yeah. what are your favorite songs to play live?
0: Well, um, for me, it would be. Uh, we haven't played this in a minute. I like a song. Listen for me. It's on the ADHD album we just put out, or not just put out. Put out a little while ago. I like ADHD. I like um, yeah. I don't know, Brett. Which which songs do you like to play live? here?
4: um i like uh cut the rope is really fun to play live i really like to play please on someone else's couch because everyone always sings that song it's (laughs) relatable um eli what are your favorite songs to play live uh, my my favorite two songs to play live the first one that comes to mind is bipolar um that was one of the first songs i learned how to play along with It's it's kind of a hidden track, but I love it. It's the biggest energy song. It's called Manic. It's so much fun to play live. Hmm.
1: Very cool. And do you do many covers when you're performing live?
4: Yeah, we do a couple of covers. I mean, we got to pay respects to our homeboy and sublime Eric Wilson, so we'll throw on some sublime covers here and there. We also try to mix it up. I mean, we've done some outcast covers, too, just to kind of throw some people off and see if they're paying attention. So we'll do like, hey, y'all, every once in a while. Nice. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then this is Sanchez. I think my favorite two
0: songs to play live are definitely Couch because it's like, it's an anthem. And there's six words in the song, like Bright was saying. Like, it's, but everyone, you can get everyone singing it really fast, even if they don't know the song. So that's always a, a really great time. And then, uh, And then I think I Just Don't Know is probably my second favorite one, just because it's also very, like, anthem
4: and uh, patchy. And just, like, I like the guitar lines in it. They're fun.
3: Nice. Very cool. So um, we like to ask a question on this show, and uh, and so that is, on a good day, what are you guys drinking, what are you eating, and what are you listening to?
4: Um, I'll start... uh, I on a good day I'm drinking coffee I am eating god I I'm eating donuts and maybe a sandwich or something but coffee and donuts and uh music uh Sublime or Primus or all well, yeah, sorts Brent of loves, stuff
0: Brent
4: loves Yeah I love Primus shout nice. out to like, like, you know how I yeah. like Nirvana that's just Nirvana uh nice. here like, your drink your food, and your food. my drink I'm usually going to the store to find some Pedialyte <laughs> I gotta stay hydrated <laughs> I, I I am always sweaty coming off of the stage so I gotta replenish my liquid somehow <laughs> um and if I'm not, shoot man my most typical meal is probably a sandwich I mean Subway is always nice so I'm gonna just <laughs> exactly And then for music, I mean, my favorite band probably of all time is going to, I got to say, the Foo Fighters. I know the most songs from them. Babe Girl is a huge influence on me. He killed her. How could he? How could he? (laughs) And then I'd say for my second artist, I listen to the most frequently. I'm also going to say Primus. That's the second like song I have on my spotify let's see my favorite drink I'd say is a corona with lime on any sunny day Uh, what do I like
0: to eat I'm a big fan of uh, green juices in the morning because getting our fiber and all
4: our vitamins on the road is very difficult when you're dealing with the uh, limited uh, nutrition of a gas
1: station Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah
4: yeah, and then um, let's see, the artists I like listen to, I listen to music based on the mood I'm in. So, you know, if it's, a, again, we're doing the Corona sunny day thing, Slightly Stupid and Sublime are like my absolute jam. And then when I'm kind of just like wanting something more musically, I listen to a lot of like, you know,
0: rock, like Indian alternative rock. So I'd say Sticky Fingers is like on the top charts for me.
3: What are you drinking, eating, and listening uh, to on a good day?
0: Ooh, that's tough. Okay, like, uh, I like yerba mate or coffee, kind of wake up and stuff like that. Eating on a good day, that's tough. Like, one of my favorite foods, I, I suppose, are, like, ribs or something like that, or, like, um, spaghetti or like, something Italian, uh, fettuccine, mm-hmm.
2: and,
0: yeah. <laughs> let's see, <laughs> fettuccine, Louise. Um, I like, um... I right, listening my my favorite albums. I I really like the Secondhand Smoke album by Sublime. When Brad passed, they put together all these like compilations of stuff they recorded, and they brought it to like different producers. So it's like hell interesting album. Uh, I really like uh, Nirvana Unplugged or something. But if I'm not listening to that, I'm gonna go with like. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't even know. I like Bob Marley a lot. I, I find myself listening to like try to find cutty Bob Marley stuff, like old Bob Marley when he was hella really young. It's really interesting to me. Very mm, cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like all sorts of music. though like soul and like Temptations and sh- stuff like that. Like I try to mix it up. Try to mix it up. That's awesome. So you know, each day I try to maybe even find a new genre I haven't listened to much and expand the horizon
3: so for people yeah. that want to like find you guys listen to you guys yeah. track your journey uh, where can yeah. they find you what's your website what's your
0: insta com. shout out Sanchez for he uh, keeps the uh, website he up keeps uh, you can follow us on Bands in Town um, you can follow us on Instagram uh, definitely check us out on Spotify for produced music or you know like studio stuff um, YouTube, we have uh, our music videos. We, we definitely like to have fun filming videos. We have a lot of pretty cool videos.
1: This has been so much fun chatting with you guys. Thank you for taking time off of your busy schedule touring. Me. This is great. And we will see you on May 13th at Jam Cellars in Napa. And then Can't for wait. a free show, Buck Lucky at the Block in Petaluma. That's a June 3rd show with other bands performing. Again, you can find out yeah. more about the band at thehappiesofficial.com. Thanks, guys, so much.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate what you're doing for the community.
3: Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys, uh, I think, next week.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boop, boop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Rockin' Vino.